Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. This week on the five-minute warning. Can you imagine a backlash if some some dude would have been like, man, stop making them facial expressions and take it like a woman? (laughs) That would have been career suicide. So what I do understand is, yeah, I don't understand how you can get self-defense if you went and got the weapon that you shot somebody with. My initial problem is when something is wrong, they spin another truth to make it right. When someone else outside of their group does something good, they spin it so it's stupid. And now, the five-minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to... Woo! Sorry about that. I don't know what came over. Oh, that burst. that... That's that Apple BS, man. Man, see, there you go. <laughs> Got started already. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, welcome Ooh. to Five Minute Warning. Yeah, as you can tell, the gang's all here. As you know, I'm Ruben. Somehow, I'm trapped in this bubble. Got AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? By the way, I am the Apple fanboy. Okay. At least you can, <laughs> at least you can admit it. And nobody who just spoke. I'm 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 neutral, by the way, y'all. I don't I don't have any skin in the game, but Yeah, never. Okay. <laughs> so you know, wow. It's like last week we spoke. And then we had another um, debate, which was fairly boring. Um, I guess a couple highlights on that debate was, I can't remember what Pence was talking about, but he got the black girl, be please look. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, depending on who you who you are, it was a different word used in front of please. Um are you going to talk about what Megan Kelly said? Well, first of all, I don't know what Megan Kelly said, which means this has got to be good because if we're talking about Megan Kelly on this show, it must be worth something because I'm not a fan. This is her response to what you just said about Kamala making the faces. Yeah. Old girl said, stop making faces and take it like a woman. Uh, this is the most misogynist thing I've ever heard come out of a woman's mouth. Actually, it's one of the most misogynist things a man can say. And I was like, 
this is what we're doing the toe of the line holy cow and who is I was she, beside myself and who is Megan Kelly's employer now uh didn't she get fired from Fox uh yeah and then she got fired from NBC I remember her getting fired from NBC. Now, who yeah. is she with now? She ain't with nobody. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize she wasn't working for anybody. Nah, okay. she ain't working for nobody. So you keep your misogynistic, I'm going to do whatever my man says, words to yourself. But isn't that deep, though? I, I was mean, like, for real? It, oh and this, you know. I mean, the the crazy thing is, like, when I remember when she, you know, she was still a presidential nominee, I made a comment about, hey, man, I think she responds too emotionally, you know, when people on the debate stage were challenging her. And I had to do like a song and dance around saying that so people wouldn't be like I was some woman hater when I was just trying to express an opinion about like, I don't like my leader to seem so reactionary that's it i wasn't saying she's emotional because she's a woman to hear a woman say that it's wow yeah, that was kind of crazy <laughs> but see what you said isn't misogynistic even though people took it that way can you imagine a backlash if some some dude would have been like man stop making them facial expressions and take it like a woman <laughs> I mean, that would have been really bad. That would have been so bad. Yeah, that would have been career suicide. I mean, yeah. Well, again, we all have superpowers. Every gender, every um, race, every ethnicity has a superpower. And, and women can say things we can't say. Yeah. Well, say yes, that's that's a fact. But the craziest thing is that wasn't even the that wasn't even the greatest thing that was said that about that night. Yo, what was up with the fly that hung on um, Pence's fate, uh, Pence's head for like two minutes? <laughs> Chilling. Stole Yo, the show. The memes went crazy. Yeah, I, they, saw, I saw quite a I few. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> like, there was one that said um, that, you know, the co- the fly tested positive for COVID. And I was like, yeah, that's foul. <laughs> Wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> and then there's another one that said, like, LeBron was pretty much on the bandwagon, like, yep. You know what flies, what flies go to, and had the little poop emojis, man. I was like, wow, that's cold blooded. Wow, I and, thought I, I was saying it's just like I guess a fly knows a zombie when he sees one. But yeah. you know, just saying. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yo, this fly for two minutes took over. That's how boring it was. No, that fly didn't realize that he was alive. Like, oh <laughs> snap! Wow. You you are real. <laughs> yeah. I guess he thought he was at the wax figurine location. Chill hey, man. I mean, Ripley's Believe It or Not right there in Williamsburg. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. But did you know that by the end of the night, that fly had his own Facebook and Instagram page? Yo, it's America, buddy. The the Internet always wins. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, speaking of speaking of the uh, Pence Harris debate, I need a correction. The reason why the RNC or the Trump administration or whoever you want to call it did leave two tickets for Tupac or a ticket for Tupac is because Kamala made a mistake. I'll say it's a mistake. She was asked who was her favorite um, living rap artist? And she said Tupac. But she may think Tupac's still alive. I'm about to say there's a whole bunch of people out there. That's the thing he is. I said the same thing. I told my wife that she wouldn't go for it. I said, look, he out there with Elvis, 
in Vegas and they just making appearances and then you know I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm just saying all that but yo why not see why why you gotta be like come on man I, I think Elvis is you know if Tupac can still be alive Elvis can still be alive too man nah I mean they using one of his songs on one of the car commercials man I mean they use a lot of come songs on. and a lot of things but yo man yeah. come on now you just gonna do me like that yeah for real Sorry. Okay. At least you admitted it. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So you had that, which is still petty. I mean, that was just petty. And it was, but she kind of earned it. Is all I'm saying. Man, whatever. It's what? Just, no, because the perspective we took last week was that she didn't say she was innocent in this, and she wasn't. She made a mistake. She made and they, truly think the dude's alive. How nah, is that a mistake? I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna ride with him. It was a mistake, but still, it's petty. Now, you don't now you don't you don't seriously think that she actually thinks that he's still alive. I think she could have misheard the question. Or she may think she's still alive. It's one of the two. Man, it's she misheard the question. She probably thought who's your favorite rapper, period. Something like that. And she answered Tupac. But you know what? But still, it comes down to the fact that you're taking that one thing and you're gonna manipulate it to such a level. That's that might be super petty. Like, okay. It is super petty, but that's not what I'm saying. We all know that it was. We all know it was super petty. It was yeah. absolutely super petty. You know what would have been would have been crazy if somebody would have taken that ticket. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> see? <laughs> and see that that's see, and it was two tickets because Elvis could have came too. Elvis, man, stop it! <laughs> but you know the the other thing that was not even weird, but a little not even a little crazy. It was just interesting. You can tell how much of a business this is at this moment, because at the end of everything, you know, of course, the significant others came up and, you know, Harris's significant other came up, grabbed her hand, you know, kissed her on the cheek, whatever. They say it hi to Pence and his wife, whatever. Pence's wife came up and she stood there and... <laughs> No, what do you mean she just stood there? She just didn't do it, anything? It, it won't know. She ain't getting no, she she get no, she get no head nod. It was just. Yeah. Well, no, she kind of, she waved and stuff to the man, hair she, and stuff like that. Man, she gave she, like the back of the convertible on the parade wave, man. Like she wow. wasn't really waving at them. She was just doing a wave. Yeah. It was almost like she was mad. At, she didn't grab his hand. They weren't hurting hands. Like it wasn't even like there was love going on. It was like, yo, I'm here to do a job. And I was just like, hey, at least her husband was all about, yo, we may hate each other, but we're going to give the appearance that we in love because they were holding hands. And, you know, she was she was kind of like laughing. I guess he said something in the ear. She kind of chuckled, whatever. Like they like they feeling each other. And the other two was just like, this is the business. And I was like, dang, that's cool. You know, I know what he said that made her laugh. Yo, you see that fly girl? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what she said to him. <laughs> wow. You know, the elect, the, uh, the the thing was kind of, I mean, it was kind of boring. You know, if you really want to mince and, and talk about stuff on it, you can. But when it's all said and done, it was your normal vice presidential election. Well, actually, after the, the presidential we, uh, debate, I, I'll take normal because that was whew, wow. And they canceled the, the next one. The yeah, committee, the committee canceled it because, you know, of course, he was pretty much like, I'm not doing the Zoom call. Because what did he say? Joe Biden goes going to read behind a teleprompter. I was like, come on, man. I need you to stop <laughs> saying that Joe Biden's older. You not. 
just let's just be. He's real. never gonna do that for you, bro. You're seventy. He's seventy-seven. You're seventy-four. Exactly. Hey, guess what? One thing he didn't have, he had COVID. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, you know, he's going to come around and try to found. He's going to be like, yeah, I survived COVID. And I'm going to be like, there are 211,000 people who didn't. That's your fault. Truth. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, and honestly, if I was Biden... He still hasn't finished incubation period. Nah, son, I'm not coming near you. you exactly. And then on top of that, we gonna be like 24 feet apart. We gonna have like <laughs> we gonna have like three <laughs> things between us, cause there ain't no way I might mess around and just wear my mask, cause I don't trust you and your people, because you just tore up the whole White House. Cause yo, sorry, but somebody your crew got COVID, and cause nobody's wearing masks. All y'all cats got it. Deuces. And Pence may have it. He just don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And then and Christy's still in the hospital. No, Christy's out now. Did he get out? Okay. He got out yesterday. But still, he's in the hospital for a week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was in there for a minute. And he's like, what, 60? But he just I mean, fat. 60 and way overweight and just yeah. I just don't know man it's just that Trump gonna do what he wanna do so it doesn't matter as, as long as he does what he wants to do and as long as he stays away from me we good <laughs> is that all he's gotta do I mean that's the first thing everything okay. else can happen later okay. but, you, but I mean but if you listen to Senator Lindsey Graham out of South Carolina <laughs> I don't need no COVID nineteen test. I got a doctor's note. <laughs> what is this school, bro? He said I got a doctor's note. <laughs> you can't make it up, man. You can't make this stuff up. So apparently, that doctor must travel with him everywhere to know that he's always in accordance with CDC regulations. Yep, I got a letter from my doctor <laughs> saying that I am CDC compliant. There's no reason to test me. Are you already dead? I mean, because that's the only way you're CDC compliant. Because last time I checked, well, first of all, what CDC person signed this doctor's note? The one he paid to. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get that name? I'd like to see it. I would almost like to see a letter. Oh, wait a minute. It's fake. Shocker. <laughs> Quote, we're going to run the meeting in a medically compliant way, but I'm not going to give my life... I'm not going to live my life differently than you have to live yours. We are setting the hearing room based up on CDC guidelines. I just got a statement today from the architect of the Capitol who consulted with the House physician saying that the room is set up in a compliant way. First of all, the architect of the Capitol is probably dead. So I don't know what you're talking about. And there's, it's in a compliant way for what? Are you in a are you in a plastic box with like four little holes that you can hear that can hear you through? Cause if I'm everybody else, I'm not in that room with you. Man, you better stop tripping. <laughs> I'm still at the part where you said he's got a doctor's note. And then the, the person who's challenging him, um, Jamie Harrison, you know, a scheduled debate between two men is called off because he refused to take tests. I don't blame him. Yo, this will be the first Zoom debate ever. And that's, you know, that's those, that's those, uh, that's those freedoms 
that some people think they got more freedoms than everybody else. $5 says they don't let you in the Senate room without you taking that test. I would agree, but you never know. Man. You, you don't. You never know. Because, I mean, how many of these people has Trump been, uh, has Trump exposed himself to? It's well, like. We'll see. I, I don't, I, a whole lot of people wouldn't be able to get yeah. back into the Senate well, floor. Mitch McConnell has said when they reopen, you know, we'll see if he follows through because apparently everybody's got to take a test. And then they're going to do things and all this other stuff. So I'm curious to see how far this goes. Because if his doctor's note weight is enough, man, I'm getting the doctor's note. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to have to take a test. You're not Lindsey Graham. Man, why, with your can't, black self. why can't I get the same doctor's note he got? With your black self. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, not, that's the answer to your question. With your black self. No, mm-hmm. you can't have Lindsey Graham note. <laughs> man. <laughs> Lindsay, and Lindsey Graham is what seventy five or something. She ain't young. Yeah, he should be. He should be the second one. Craziness. That guy's crazy. Lindsey Graham. He got a doctor's note. I guess that's awesome because his doctor's note is dope. He's got the get out of jail free note. <laughs> get out of COVID testing note. Too. I wonder how much it cost him. Well, it doesn't cost me anything. That's privilege. Yeah. We talked about this. It's something. So, <laughs> so, all right. The Republican National Convention, convention happened in August, which we all yes. know. Yes. One of the women who spoke up there, um, she's a nurse and all that stuff. And her name is Amy Ford. Possibly. I was going to say, is it? Or? And, I, and we'll come back to that later. But so, you know, she's a daughter of a nurse and a coal miner. Woo! That's hardcore. That is hardcore. They made movies about people like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, just saying. And then, you know, she shot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they had an argument and she shot him. However, at least she shot him. It was the injuries were non-life threatening. So she's a nurse, so she knew where to shoot them. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, she was saying that she was acting in self-defense, but she went to her car and got the gun out. So what I don't understand is self-defense to me. Yeah, I don't understand how you can get self-defense if you went and got the weapon that you shot somebody with. Yes. Am I missing something here? No, you're not missing anything. This is one of those things where we're going back to this whole privilege thing. Because I promise you, if this lady was black and shot somebody, it wouldn't have been. Let's see what. In a statement to police, Thorne claimed the shooting was in self-defense. She was charged with malicious wounding and released on $5,000 bond. Just $5,000 to shoot somebody? Wow. Yeah. She's not. No. What I'm saying to you is this isn't happening the way it happened if this lady was uh, black. Yeah. But you know what she the, shot someone. But you know what the real question is? What's the, the real question, question is, what is her name? Yeah, because she's got two different names. It's like, it's well, like AKA something. She's she's she, Her name is Amy Thorne. 
But when Is she, it? Yes. But when she spoke at the National Convention, she was Amy Ford. So I guess for some reason, she feel like she need to give her a real name. So she came out with this fake last name. And guess what? If you're going to use fake names, don't shoot somebody. <laughs> and end Actually, up you shouldn't shoot anybody if you're using your real name. Well, but that's the thing. When you get arrested, your name is not Amy Ford. Your name is your name is Amy Thorne. So, True. like the next, then the other question is, why did you get it on national TV and use a fake name? What you who are you protecting? You supposed to protect your family, so you ain't cool enough for your name to use it. What? That still really doesn't explain why she felt she she felt she had to she felt she needed to use one name for this and one name for that. So apparently the name that were that's her real name is the the I shot somebody name. Yeah, Amy Thorne. I'm just gonna presume that. Well, yeah, because that's what the that's what the cop the cop said. Okay, whatever the cop says is probably her that's real how, name. That's the, other the name, name they arrested her under. Okay, so that's the real name. So I mean, there's so many questions. Yeah, this is so many questions. I think the biggest, the second biggest question is, if you became fear for your for your safety. And you went to your car and got a gun. Why didn't you just get in your car and drive away? <laughs> I don't feel. You know, I, I never even safe. thought of that. I don't feel That's safe. So I'm going stuff, to get my man. gun. I'm going to get. You don't go. And first of all, why did the person she shoot allow her to go get her gun? Yeah. Why am, why am I threat? picturing? Why am I picturing like the scene that White Man Can't Jump when he says, "I'm gonna go to my car. When I come back, I'm shooting." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, man. So, but see, that's not exactly true because seeing white men can't jump, everybody, everybody left. left. Everybody left because they knew what time it was. Exactly. Yeah. But see, John DeWitt didn't leave, and then she got a gun out, and I guess she was like, "What are you gonna do with that? You gonna shoot me in my pinky toe? Nah, I'm gonna shoot you in your abdomen." Yet, yet, I fear for my life in the shoes of self-defense. You ain't got the gun. Man, she better have some white privileged lawyers. I was, about, I'm saying. I was about to say because what you just heard up here, folks, was white privilege. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because we were talking about that, man. It's just like nothing goes this way if this woman's black. Nah, nothing. Nah, she five thousand dollars bond in a malicious wounding charge. I think not. Yeah, she under the jail right now. Oh my goodness gracious! Hey, but the most important thing is. She pl- she praised the policy changes that expand excuse me expanded video visits or telehealth. What? The policy said you can have more expanded video visits. Why can't you just do that on your own? Yeah, because I, I read that and I didn't know that that was Trump policy. That I thought people were doing that because of what you know science was telling them to do. Well, you can't have people in your office so this is a way in which people can check in. So, I mean, the doctor's like, I can only have one visit with you a month, Gloria. How about you trying to visit her as much as you can? I mean, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the purpose. Increase access to telehealth for millions of Americans. Okay. Increase access. Did you get people computers or something? I mean, like, what did... I don't understand. Because it enables such visits to be covered by Medicare and private insurance policies. There we go. Because basically, hey, if you can't come to my doctor's office, I can't charge you for for stuff. So I can't get my money from your from Medicare or private insurance. So, hey, how about this? I will allow you 
country to do your doctor visits via webcam. And yes, doctors, because I can do this, because you can do this, you can still charge Medicare and other private insurance policies. So you still make money and you ain't got to see nobody except on the screen. If that is True. not the laziest way to make money. Hey, I know I get charged for it. I mean, <laughs> so it's real, brother. It's you know, real. I mean, so <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, and I guess increased telehealth for millions of Americans has truly been life-saving. How? You look at her? Yeah, girl, you need to go to the hospital. You look bad today. What? I mean, because how is it going to determine if they sick? Hey, I need I, you I need you to draw blood for yourself and put it on the screen <laughs> so I can look at it and see if it's it. I don't get it. Well, I will say, I will say that if you do need to do that, you do get to go to the office, but it's really, it's a lot of protocol to it. I will say that. I mean, I just don't understand. But, I, but can I, still understand under I can understand going over information via the phone, but hey, doctor, I got the shingles. How do you know? Well, I'm scratching my back. Hey, why don't you turn around and put your shirt up so I can take a look at it? <laughs> that looks like, that looks like chicken pox. What? What if you got a bad camera? You can diagnose. I'm gonna diagnose you for this, and we can go ahead and have them send it to you. Awesome, thank you. Medicare bill, get my money. I mean, I, <laughs> and like, I, I just don't get the whole life. The, I guess it's life saving, but it's like you're, you're you're never gonna get it because it's a she she's towing the line, man. Well, no, it's probably the, the sad part is the policy changes are true. I just don't understand how it helps you if you're sick. You, Yeah, you don't look that good today. Why don't you come on down? Well, I could have just came on down. You could told me that right there. Instead of having to set up an appointment three days ago, I could have just drove down there. I, you true. know what I'm saying? Now, I understand. I'm just saying there's, there's, there is no understanding except for the fact that she's yeah. telling the line. And then she shot somebody. At least she was good enough to know to shoot them in a place where they wouldn't die. So she wouldn't get a murder charge. Well, you know, they could have turned into something else. You just never I, know. I don't but, know. I, mean, I don't I know if believe. shooting in the abs is... is uh, <laughs> no, no. So what happened was she was taken to a local hospital. i assuming somebody called 911. Didn't really say how she got there. Called 911. Then they airlifted her to a medical center. So, you know, if anything, congratulations. The insurance just got paid. And then her injuries were not life-threatening. So it's like, yeah, I shot you right above, right below the lung, right above the liver, so you won't die. So if I do get charged, I'm not getting charged with murder. And I'm just like... I guess if you're a nurse, you know where stuff is. It makes sense. But I just don't understand the fact where, hey, I don't feel safe here. Whatever, girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go get my gun so I can protect myself. How about you get in the car and go home? The argument couldn't have been that serious. Clearly it was. Because instead of leaving, she went, hey, I got a gun. So what? You got a gun. Let me go get my gun. What? And you stayed there? Yeah, I'm out. I got time for that. I guess, you know, there's an issue of personal responsibility, but then there's an issue of this ain't self-defense. No. 
Self-defense, man. And she only got a $5,000 bond. What? We are. We already discussed this. I, I know, man. Man, what they need to do is we need to have somebody else like Eddie Murphy did in like 84 when they dressed him up as a Soto, a white person who didn't look white at all. And people like I, <laughs> was, I feel that was all good that enough, was fake. Though. I feel that all that was fake. But then I feel like none of it was fake. No, it's not. It wasn't fake because that dude didn't look like he was white. Not even close. Yeah, but but the thing is, he wasn't black. That there's a difference. It's a distinction with a difference. That's true. Because as long as you're not black, things look up for you. I'm just saying there is a hierarchy, and we're at the bottom. <laughs> I mean, Are we really that, at the bottom? Yeah, that's about uh, right. No, because I've never heard anybody proud to have black blood in them. I've heard of people proud to have Indian blood. Wow, really? Yes, really. Huh. I don't think I've had. I, a I know a white person right now. This is like, I got Indian blood in me, and then it's like, okay. But I have never heard a white person say I have black blood in me. Yay! Yeah, I've no. never heard that at all. So I, I just don't know. But I have hey. Irish blood. I have Italian blood. I have Slavic blood. Oh, I have white, all white, sorts white of white people blood. love to try to make their whiteness sound different. Well, not that different. I'm they don't sure. want to be black. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but but they don't they don't like just saying white. They they'll go Italian, Greek, Irish. Yeah. 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 Hey, unless you're Mike Tirico, man, he's Italian. Yeah, no, yeah, he's Italian. Mike Tirico is only Italian, though. Yeah, he's only Italian. He doesn't claim to be white. I mean, black at all. That that's a that's the dopest tan I've ever seen. Yo, he must get I, that first thing I did was day. look at his nose. I looked at his nose and said, "Bruh." <laughs> so anything, whatever helps you sleep at night, man. That's all. I never looked at him the same again when I heard that. I was like, "Oh my goodness." Okay. Wow. So, uh, we have crazy nurses, and then we have an opinion piece that I think we should talk about, which, you know, the New York Times is pretty good with their stuff. So, it comes out, as we know, that, you know, Donald Trump has paid less taxes than everybody listening to this podcast and beyond. I think more, I think more homeless people pay more taxes than him. So then the article came up. He's like, yeah, you know, apparently when he had his TV show, he has $70,000 in tax deductions for hairstyling. That's more money than I make in a year. $70,000 for hairstyling. Yep. And this country said, that's cool. Yeah, you you can write that off. You can write that off. No, nah, but like I said about this when it first came out, it's like I'm just mad he's, that he was such a rookie that he told the game. Because when you're doing a TV show and you spend seventy thousand dollars on your appearance, that's tax deductible, and that's like legit. Yeah. So, which is crazy, by the way, but I understand. But then you have a woman who was sentenced for five years in jail in 2012. She had some drug stuff going on. True. But then she put her babysitter's address so her son can go to a school, a better school in Connecticut. Now, that is illegal. It is. And I'm pretty sure some of this five years in jail was more for the drugs. Let's hope. But, you know, it is larceny. 
because she received, you know, her kid received X amount of dollars for going to the better school than whatever. Which is a conversation in and of itself. Yeah. Now that if I'm correct, if his if her kid was an athlete, that would be completely legal. Am I right, Moby? By no. moving that? No, it's actually still, it's, it's still legal? Nah. Cause you still gotta get waivers for that. Ah. But there's a chance to make it free and not and not illegal. Yeah, but you you gotta get a whole bunch of waivers for that. Yeah. And I think it still has to be within the same um, city or you have to have a plus it's, it's a whole bunch of loopholes and red tape that you know you gotta you gotta jump through hoops for I mean down here it's probably as long as you're in the 757 you can do what you want cause I mean their kids in Chesapeake going to you know schools in Hampton and all those well they areas. live with the coach they you know, they put the coach's address down or something yeah. like that yeah and that just sounds bad um so you know, basically, what I'm saying is, it's crazy that, like, the business thing, I get. But are we really cool with the fact that he only paid $750 in taxes in, for two years? I'm cool with the fact that he did that because, again, it's a game that all wealthy people play, and it's fine because we can play it a little bit if we want to. My thing with this whole article is the fact that the IRS don't want to jack with people that have money because it's harder to do. So they jack with people that don't, that not only do they not know knowledge, they don't have knowledge enough to get out of it and do it right. Yep. But they don't have, they, they pay, the, 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 the balance is not there at all. Poor people pay more taxes than rich people by percentage. Yep. And in this article, they let me know that they picking on black people in Mississippi like a champ. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I mean, but then I think about it, you know, black people, deep south, not a lot of resources. Am I not a lot of knowledge to keep the resources that you have? So if someone comes after you by sending you a letter, then what do you think you're going to do? You going to pay. Yeah. Or you going to take the whatever punishment it is because you didn't pay. Because you don't have that knowledge. You don't have somebody that can pass it down to you. So that game that Trump told is the exact game that we don't know about. But apparently the IRS is going after that money now. Well, they're trying to. Yeah, they have because as far as I'm concerned, they made me, and this is emotion right now. This is not fact, but it makes me feel as though that they're going after it because he's high profile. Because if you see the the, the they to to the like a three hundredth percentile go after people that make more than a million dollars for anything, there's a reason for that. I mean, we talk about systemic racism on the show often, and there's no more, or I'm sorry, I should say, there's no bigger um, example of racism as in a system as there is with money mm-hmm. so everything in this article just is like letting me know by example here we go again you don't want to work hard enough to get the money from wealthy people that evade taxes illegally because there's a there's a way to evade taxes but you can also do that in a legal way or illegally I'm sorry 
So they don't want to spend the resources to get those people because they're harder to kill. So they go after people, like I said, they go after people that can't defend themselves. But those are the people that pay the most taxes. Yep. I'm like, hey man, this 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 ought to wake this ought to wake you up. This is one of those wake you up articles. Because I remember reading it and I was going, wow. Okay. I had more respect for the IRS before I read this. They punks too. <laughs> punks <laughs> IRS. Because wow. if you don't want to go. My thing is this, if you, if you are as bad as you say you are, or as they say in the neighborhood, if you bad as you want to be, then there is no one that you're afraid of. But apparently they're afraid of people that actually have the money to pay the fines and break the law the most. Now, again, not talking about the people that evade taxes legally. OK, if you want to do the things that you need to do to do it in a legal way, then good for you. But to break the law and still get away with it and know that the IRS is a punk and ain't gonna come after you that's not really mm, that's suspect Speaking so we're gonna pick on we're gonna pick on some black people some brown people that don't know any better and don't have the money to pay or we can scare them into paying because they don't know any better that's what I got from this article and it's just like oh goodness really yes really i mean it's funny you and say that total I mean, sense. heck wesley snipes was in jail for tax evasion like, like which i never understand <laughs> i never understood that you made too much money to not pay your taxes though i mean i just i don't, I don't I mean, see, that's, well, not, that's so, what happens so when does you get trump <laughs> right i mean but here's i guess my thing is yo man you can afford to pay people to to make you to, to do to do to do that like i don't get it Mr. Snipes didn't know the game well enough. Or you just paid it. Or not know the game at all. Or you could have just paid it. You could have just paid it. He could have. He could have. But he was. (laughs) Look, man, you can either, like you said, you can just pay it or you can know the game. And he didn't either. Exactly. And he black. And he black. Yeah. And he spent, he went to the good jail. Yeah. So they made made an example out of him. Yeah. He went to the good jail, man. They did not put him. In a questionable jail in Gen Pop. Nah, he was in the jail that Face was in on A Team, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the good jail. They they was like, How dare you be out here promoting dark skinnedness and, <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and, sleeping with, and, and sleeping with our white women's and then not paying taxes and getting caught. Like you, you can't be dark sleeping with white women and not paying taxes. Come yeah, on, bro. That's, that's too much, bro. Three strikes you out the game, man. I mean, come on. You can't do that, brother. It's, yeah. And you and you made Jungle Fever? You need to, you knew she know better than that. You should know better than that. Hey, man. Jungle Fever was dope. I didn't say it wasn't, but clearly he used the lessons that he learned to keep out of jail. So I'm saying, man. You know, I do a pretty good job of keeping myself out of jail. Exactly. Because you I mind my business. Exactly. And pay my taxes. And you pay your taxes. But you can't <laughs> but like like Moby said, you can't do the trifecta. Yeah, you, no, you can't no. be, you can't nah. be out here doing all three. Two out of three nah. ain't bad, but not three out of three. Oh, I mean nah. no. two out of two out of three, you gotta watch your back. But three out of all three, three? They, nah, got man, you. You caught, they got yeah. you. You spent yeah. time in jail. That you could have just paid some dude to do what should have been done, so you had to spend no time in jail. 
You just like, once again, just like in War Dogs. How did they get caught? Because they didn't pay the dude in the other company to box up the um box up the ammunition. They didn't pay him a hundred thousand dollars. And you made like thirty million off this. Exactly. But see, that's what I was gonna say about Wesley Snipes. And it in the at the end of the day, I think he was just being greedy. Well, yeah, but you can be greedy and do it legally. Yeah, but when you're greedy, you always get busted at some point. Nah, man. There are a whole bunch of greedy people who do it legally, aka Donald Trump. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm with you. I'm just letting you know that it, at least we can be mad the fact that he's only paid, you know, fifteen hundred dollars in taxes in two years. But the fact is, he did it the way he played the game the right way, and we all just gonna be mad about it. If he played the game the right way, we wouldn't be talking about it. But he, there's something going on here, and I don't know what it is, so I can't speak on it. Yeah, but, but I, what I will say, his money. Ever. I realize that, but that's not what I'm saying. He's a rookie. That's all I'm. I'm just, just letting you know. Trump is a rookie, man. I mean, that dude, it's just like the whole college paying them people off thing. It's like, I ain't mad at them, folk. I'm just mad that whoever was a rookie told a game. That's what I'm mad at. I'm just mad you got caught. Had you not gotten caught, you're right. We wouldn't be talking about this. And that's exactly, that's all I'm saying. You should have paid $100,000 and, exactly. and AEY would still be a business. There you go. Because you're greedy. Hey, greedy. Greedy always. Yeah. Never good. $100,000, man. $100,000 took down a multi-billion yeah, dollar company. Truth. But anyway, we're going to find out. But yeah, like I said before, the, the systemic racism has so many examples. But when you start talking about money, um, that's, in my opinion, that's the biggest one. Money, credit, all that stuff. It, it, money, cash. it matters so much. Money, cash, hoes, money, cash, hoes. What? Sorry. <laughs> okay. The song just came in my head, man. I apologize. <laughs> money, cash, hoes. Yeah, man. I just, I, I was overwhelmed with that. <laughs> Apparently you were. Apparently you were. I mean, it's a dope song. It is. What? DMX. So, speaking of money, Killer Mike and Andrew Young... And the dude who created Bounce TV, which is terrible, by the way. Um, oh, come on, man. They got good shows on Bounce. I mean, yeah. For my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they they are going to make a black-owned bank. All online. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you know, um, Chime and all those people. So they got a lot of people who said, yeah, I want to account. I want to account, you know, and basically they're going to use that money to fund black businesses or, you know, loans for black people and stuff like that. So one, I do think it's a pretty decent idea. I do have a couple questions. Like I get, I guess you're, you're doing this. You put it out there. Hey, we're opening a bank in January, you know, let us know if you're interested. You know, and they got a whole bunch of people like, yeah, we're interested. We're interested. We're interested. Awesome. You know, um, but it's not open until January. This is October. It's like you're dangling the carrot and like now I got to wait two and a half months before I can put my money in it. What? It's only two and a half months. I got to get it together first. But I'm saying, man, Apple, Apple don't come out with the iPhone 12. Hey, we're getting the iPhone 12 in July, but it ain't coming out to October. 
But Apple doesn't have to raise money the same way. What are they raising money for? That it's a venture like any other. Yeah, venture. it's a venture capitalist. And if you, I've actually actually um got on the waiting list. They've got over forty thousand people now. I think almost forty thousand people on the wait list. So what they do is they can show that to venture capitalists, people who will invest in it, because they'll invest in it because they can show that they've got this many people looking to move it. Okay, he preaching to you. Say now, see that makes sense. And I mean, anybody for a lot of people who don't know, I mean, this is not something that's like out the blue for Killer Mike because he's, you know, for many, many years talked about the importance of black owned businesses and keeping money in the black community and just the minority communities in general. And I mean, that's actually why they've named the bank Greenwood, because that was the part of Tulsa that actually um, was burnt during Black Wall Street. It was called the Greenwood District. So that's Mm -hmm. why they've named the bank Greenwood. Yep. Black Wall Street, something I didn't find out until I turned 40-something. You know what? You, just like everybody else, I mean, I didn't find out about it until I was an adult, which is crazy because it was such a big thing in our history. Yeah, but, you did. know. And I grew up in a in a 97% black school system. You'd think they would have talked about this. No, nah, but they're still teaching you what they wanted you to what yep. they wanted you to know. Well, I learned more about I would say I learned more about the slavery and all that stuff than kids do today because well they're trying to take slavery out of the books now oh yeah so I mean you know we shouldn't talk about the negative what if it weren't for slavery this country would be you fool what is wrong with you but I thought it was I thought it was a good idea I hope it works out but at the same time I hope black folks don't get their feelings hurt when they go uh, I know we are black here but your credit is bad (laughs) Come wow. back when you got at least 600, bro. At least 600? Wow. I'm just saying, this is because I don't want black people to think this is going to be like free banking services. Hook up. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is Tyler, not what this is. Me. <laughs> what, just what, you mean I gotta like you. What, what you mean I got to overcharge? You can't just look out? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just look out. That's deep. <laughs> you can't just look out for your man. You know, I'm going to have it on the first. Yeah, okay. You know, man. No. Here's the no. thing. Like, like it's supposed to be for black and Latino companies. You know, black and Latino people. Awesome. Well, black and Latino owned. Like, it's black yeah. and Latino owned. But there ain't no Latino, no Latino people out here making it. I guess they're going to be on the board of directors or something. No, well, the three principles are black, but I just, like I said before, I think... I don't. Well, I'm not gonna think, think anything. All I'm th- saying is, I hope Black folks and Latinx people don't think that they can be subprime and be treated as otherwise, the, or get any services done at all. I guess the question is, the venture capitalists are they gonna be black? I don't know. They didn't say about any. They didn't say who gave them the three million dollars, or you know, well, invested the three million dollars well, in I, the bank. They just I, said. I guess my assumption is that the dude who owned Bounce, created Bounce TV, who ended up selling it for two hundred ninety-two million dollars. My assumption is they all three put in some money <laughs> to do it because it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense if these three have the financial capital. Why would you go looking for venture capitalists to... Because you don't ever spend your own cash. 
ever. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So, so that's why I mean, that's why I work for somebody and I don't make my own money. But I guess so. Do we are we expecting are we going to look to expect that our black people are black people who have money to put in in this? Or no? Or we just look for anybody who's going to put money? That's all I'm asking. Well, I mean, re- really, I think the the whole motivation behind it is to support a black-owned bank because in Atlanta, many many years ago, they put pressure with the, there was a black-owned bank in Atlanta in which they had an initiative to try to influence more people to try to get mortgages and loans to that black-owned bank, and him and Ti went on a campaign, and it. It did. It did really, really well. So, so well that it put pressure on other banks like Wells Fargo and Bank of America to try to do more programs for minorities seeking loans because they realized that their minorities were going elsewhere. So the thought is, you know, you keep the money in the own community because, you know, on his little Netflix documentary thing, he was talking about how long other, I guess, races money stays within their community. You know, Asians, Asian American money averages staying in their community, I think, almost 20 plus days before it leaves the community. Um, Latinos is like 13. Um, white is like, I think, 10. Well, and it, says, it says a dollar circulates for 20 days in the white community, yep. but only six hours in the black community. Exactly. So his, his idea is, you know, we we're not as low on the, the wealth scale as, you know, one would have you believe the problem is our money doesn't circulate within our own community so community wise we are poor <laughs> but we're actually one of the biggest spenders in the economy well yeah I thought we were the biggest yeah I think we are the biggest so we're the biggest spender in the economy and we don't but the money's not circulating within our own community so this is this, this whole we venture don't have interest- yeah we don't have a way for it to stay within our own community right the infrastructure is not there it's just not and that's part of the reason why Greenwood happened to begin with, because white folks couldn't stand to see that infrastructure being hmm. built and everybody brown and black. So, so maybe I'll get a house loan with Greenwood. We'll see how that works out. I mean, I'll be one hundred percent honest. Like I've already committed that you know, as soon as I'm available, able to, I'm going to start an account with them. Now it's going to be your main account or a secondary account, or I mean, it could turn into my main account. I got to see how it works first. You know, you got you got to make sure everything worked first before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a like I'm not a fat fan of the chime stuff. I mean, I think a lot of that is because I am kind of I'm a little more old school. Whereas, like, you want a brick and mortar I, business? Not that I need a brick and mortar business, but there are times when I'm glad that there is one <laughs> because, like, what if my what if I lose my card or what if my card gets stolen? I can cut it off, but I can go to my bank and get it, at least a temporary card next day, you know, next business day. Man, Man. And I'm going to call BS on that because you got NFC in your phone just like everybody else. And no, but I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I said, I'm old school. I don't mind the sliding of the card. You know, I, I'm a actual for me, the one of the reasons why I don't do NFC is because I know I have the tendency to spin like it's going out of style. So I feel it's, it's too accessible. And I know it sounds crazy, but the fact that I have to pull out my wallet 
and then pull out the card. It gives me some time to think about, do I really want to do this? You know, and that's just what it is for me. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I like I like a brick and mortar. I'm not against this, you know, and like I said, if I'm, I'm looking for a house loan, I'll probably look at it. Definitely, you know, because it makes sense. You know, as a, as a, as a black person, I feel like, you know, I should. As far as my other money, I'm kind of with you. Like, well, let's make sure this works because for me to move from a brick and mortar to a non-brick and mortar, it would be huge for me. So I, I definitely want to make sure that this works. And my assumption is that by the time it gets to that point, it'll, you know, the money be protected by the FDIC and all this other stuff. So, you know, but hey, all I'm saying is if it's legit and it works well, go for it. Why not? You know, not it doesn't matter if you're a black and, a black and brown person either. You know, because when it's all said and done, you know, you should put your money where your money does best for you. And if Greenwood seems to be that thing, then that's where your money goes. You know? So I'm a fan. I think it's dope. I think it's dope that they named it after um, Tulsa's Greenwood. You know? We'll just have to see. You know, what's going on with that? But yeah. So that'll be interesting. So January, huh? January. I'll be waiting. Word. All right. Now that we got all that basic stuff out the way, now it's time to get down. You said with basic the stuff. <laughs> all that basic stuff. Man, because you all know, man, people come for that stuff. People always come for the My Five, dog. It is all about the My Five. Because people want to hear, for whatever reason, people want to hear our opinions on stuff. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you made a whole bunch of enemies when you talk about Post Malone at the end of that joint. <laughs> Man. <laughs> don't, 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 don't sell me Kid Rock the new version. I'm. <laughs> so. Kid Rock the new version. <laughs> and yes, to carbon date ourselves, the Lakers won the championship today. Woo! As a How's that carbon date ourselves? It tells you what day we did it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Congrats to the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. I'm flexing. I'm a Lakers fan. All right. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, I didn't win it. <laughs> well, you're a fan. Yeah, but man, there are a lot of people just like, we won it. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, I could say that, but... I ain't strap on no jersey. I ain't take no charge from nobody. I didn't even practice. <laughs> well, I would say without fans like yourself, there are no Lakers. Just saying. That sounded really cheesy, then, bro. It was true. Um, I mean, it'll be the Lakers, but ain't nobody getting paid trillions of dollars either. No. I'm <laughs> just saying. But somebody wanted <laughs> one beer for you. So that's kind of dope. Yeah. All right, so, all right, since AG feels like he's ready, top five underrated artists or groups? Well, not top five, your five underrated artists or groups. Okay, actually, I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne today on the way home. Why? And you say, why? (laughs) Sorry. That's cold-blooded, man. Why y'all up in my shirt about, you know what? 
That's why I don't know about like you. Anyway, that's true. Won't be the time. <laughs> anyway, I'm listening, right? And I'm listening to an older record. And the reason why that means something is because in '89 he got a new guitar player. His name was Zach Wild. Changed everything, and I appreciate that. Zach Wild's a bad, bad, bad man. But the guitar player that came before him almost got the stink eye. Not because he did anything. It's just because he wasn't Zach Wilde. And so I'm sitting here going, I'm really listening. I'm like, you know what? Jakey Lee is severely underrated. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a a rock and roll fan and you like guitar players, you'll get this. Everybody else is like, what in the world is he talking about? But all I'm saying is... That would be me. I know. But all I'm saying is... This guy was not underrated until the day after somebody came and took his job. But the bottom line is, Jake Healy's a great guitar player. Number two, Duran Duran. I like Duran Duran. I know they're popular. Say what? I like Duran Duran. Well, they're, they're they're a great band. But what I'm saying is, I think people don't really realize how good their songwriting is. And how good their their uh, musicianship is, and I think it's those pretty faces that has taken some of their credibility. So in that way, I think they're really over uh, underrated because they really are beasts, but people don't really realize it because they look good. So her that was name number, is Rita. Number two. Where we dancing under something? You know why? <laughs> Just why? Why would you just do that? Because that song is dope, man. It is dope. So learn it and then you can come back. Yeah, whatever. I just felt like, you know what? Doing it. Yeah, I know. You you felt like ruining my my five. That's what you felt like. I mean, I can continue. Please don't. (laughs) Continue. The next one is the time. (laughs) I love the Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Really, Ruben? Oh, we will. We will. Younger love. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of the time. I love the time. I don't but know see, how the they're underrated, they but okay. But no, no, no they're, they're, a lot they're of underrated. Don't give them. They're underrated. Hey, thank you, because they don't. It's like they. I think that they're just a victim of history, because they came in in a time where there was Prince. So they had. The, they're in this. They're in the, the that vacuum, that Minneapolis vacuum. But because Prince took up so much of it, I think they become an afterthought. And then Jerome made that movie, Uh Under the Cherry Moon. And it just, I just don't think that people really understand how dope the time were. And I don't think that they put two and two together between uh, Terry Lewis, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, which were, you know, two, two thirds of the songwriting. And so, because of all of those things together, I really don't think people take them seriously. And Jungle Love doesn't help, even though it's a great tune. I, but I, I just don't think that I just don't think that they they're I just don't think they roll off the tongue enough. I think the problem me. is that unless you're a fan and you've listened to their albums, all you know is Jungle Love and the and the Bird, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. The bird. That's mm-hmm. it. But they got some other tracks that are super dope. And like you said, the production is solid. But that's all most people know because those were in the movies. Not, and not only that, I mean, their underratedness also goes to like the brilliance of Prince because some of the songs were basically songs Prince wrote and was like, oh, I think these are too black, so I'll give it to them. 
<laughs> I mean, no, that was that was his words. Those like because he didn't ever yeah. never wanted to be boxed in to just making black quote unquote black music. So if if he had a song that he thought was gonna be boxing him in, hey, somebody, they, y'all can do it. <laughs> hey, he ain't wrong. I get it. Yeah. So the times I was thinking, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Because what was it? Eight six seven five three eleven. Was that their first hit? Uh, was that their first one? Probably. That's. The, I think it was. I think that's the first non-movie song hit that they had. Yeah, because that that the song that was on that record. I mean, the yeah, the song that was on that record came out before. Yeah. Ice Cream Castle. Because then the biggest one that hit was the bird. Right. That was on Ice Cream Castle. And then when. Jungle Love came out. I mean, that almost caught up to the bird, but the bird was super dope. Right, and all that happened on Ice Cream Castles. Yeah, right? all, all all three of those. So, um, and then you're right so yeah, under was... the cherry moon, and yeah, yeah. But basically, that whole album, like, what time is it? Prince wrote the whole album, <laughs> so, so they were pretty much all Prince songs. True. <laughs> I did not know. Yeah, that. They're, yeah. they're they're all yeah. Prince songs. That's why they were. That honestly, I, that's why I feel like they were so awesome because Prince was like, you know, Prince for his music, you know, Prince for his mu- for his movies, but there are not a lot of people who say Prince was a great songwriter unless you you are a Prince fan. Like he wrote, he wrote a lot of good songs, like just regular good songs. It, I don't think he's known in the industry as a great songwriter. Ooh, that's not true. No, I mean, no, he he's clearly known, but I mean, I think I think a lot of people don't know how many songs he wrote for other people. Truth, I think that I think the clue was that the Looking Glass would have been uh, Sinead O'Connor when he uh, let her do a version of um, "Nothing Compares to You," yeah. which a lot of people in the you know a lot of people that don't didn't know Prince intim- intimately thought it was her song. Until they started, they found out it's like, wait a minute, Prince wrote that? Jeez, Prince wrote so. almost all the ice cream castles too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, don't be sleeping on it, dude. The thing about it is, it wasn't publicly known that he wrote all this stuff. No, but I mean, he did say later on, I mean, people announced it. Like I said, you know, he basically gave them songs that he thought was going to box him in as an artist. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Continue. It's all good. Um, Dave Matthews band. Dave Matthews. I think. I think. And my my wife reminded me. I'm seeing them in a vacuum, and in my vacuum, they're all world. But in general, I don't think people really realize how how you know. There's they're the five studs, really. I shouldn't say five. I should say the entire band because their band has grown a little bit and and. Subtracted one person over time, but still, everybody in that band is like all world, and it's just like I don't think people realize that. Um, I saw him live one time, and I'm like, it's like that. Yeah, it's just like that. So, in my world, not so much, but I think in general, Dave Matthews Band kind of they're a little underrated, based on the amount of good songs they have and the level of musicianship. So. That's my four and my five. I mean, because they're pretty popular. They are. You could be popular and underrated, though. Well, yeah, 
Because, I mean, I just told you about Duran Duran. People think they're pretty. And I get that they're they're physically attractive. But what you don't realize is these guys can play. And they can write. So, but anyway, it is what it is. But my last one is Cypress Hill. I love me some Cypress Hill. And I don't know why people don't like them more. <laughs> that was a personal thing. Hmm. I don't know if it's actually true or not. But that's what I feel about it. No, you're right. A lot of people don't like Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is one of those groups that you either love them or you don't like them. There's rarely a somebody okay. who's like on the fence. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm, you know, I love them because it's like, I think that um, Rap Superstar, I heard that and I was like, whoa. Then I bought the CD and I was like, okay, this is for real. This is more than insane in the brain. So yeah, this they're good. I love them. I mean... So, for me, I think Cypress Hill is okay. I don't hate them. However, you know, unfortunately, Cypress Hill, one of their songs is really connected in a negative way with me, which sucks. But it's just one of those things like, you know, what I guess one of my good friends in college, when I went to college the first time um, at ODU, he loves Cypress Hill. Like the dude loves Cypress Hill and he was from Jersey and cool dude, whatever, whatever. And he always loved, I could just kill a man. And I was just like, first of all, okay, you can like that song. I don't think it's good, but hey, it's your decision, whatever. Well, unfortunately, he came back from, he was coming back from a party one night and he got shot by two kids, basically. They were trying to rob him and he was kind of drunk and he had no money. And they didn't believe he had any money. And they shot him and ran away. So for me, like that song, not a fan. Because it's like a it's like a personal thing with me. But I mean, some of the tracks are, are pretty okay. I would just say, you know, they I'm not into the whole weed stuff. So they lost me with that, which is most of their material. So yeah. Understood. Uh huh. But cool. That's your my five? Yes, it is. Awesome. Moby, what you got? All right. I'm a I'ma throw y'all off. Um, typically when we talk about music, um strictly in the southern hip hop lane. But um, yeah, none of them are on my five underrated. Um, I did have some honorable mentions. I ain't going to talk about them, but t- the time was one of them. Like, I really, they were almost in my list. So that's why I was excited when you said them. But number five is A. Marie. Now, she had the song in the early 2000s. She was nominated for Grammys. Um, but the, the number one reason I say that she's so underrated is because without A. Marie, the whole sound that Beyonce came in with, with the crazy in love, using the go-go music, None of that happens because she was kind of the originator of the the sound Beyonce had as a solo artist. And her album Mm -hmm. Touch is like, I still have that album. I was listening to it the other day. Like she's made five albums, although two of them were independent. And so, which means nobody really heard them other than people who were proactively seeking them like me. And I, I think they're all great. But um, yeah, so I put her up there mainly for influence, but I, I think she's incredibly underrated. 
considering how many you know awards that she won she's a songwriter too but that one thing with the go-go band man that song was huge um number four this is gonna sound really weird coming from me probably but a lot of people don't know i'm a huge old school um fan the whispers i think they're one of the most underrated um r&b groups of all time um for real the whispers are underrated. yeah i think they're underrated i mean all right because when you when you have people talk about like their premier bands of like the 70s and 80s like people will say earth wind and fire and then usually the, the list kind of stops they'll say earth wind and fire the gap band i never hear people say the whispers but if you look at their portfolio of music and how you know the decades i would say they're right in line but i don't ever hear people say that Okay, because maybe I'm just in a vacuum with that because, you know, you grew up listening to what your parents exactly. listened to. And so I'm thinking, the, how can the whispers be underrated? But what you said is true. I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, when people, when people talk that. about, you know, the musical artists that were big in their time, they never get mentioned. Right, right. And the other group, my, my number three, is in that same time frame too. Confunction. They never get mentioned. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> And can function as a band, yo, yo. If you can, you appreciate guitar riffs, but can function has a song called "Love on Your Mind." Like four minutes <laughs> and fifty seconds into that song, the guitar riff that goes on for like forty-five seconds, I will put that up against any guitar riff ever. He kills it. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I remember that. Yeah, you're right about can that. function was a dope band. Cause like nobody mentions them until somebody it, does. It, it's it, like oh. it, when somebody does, people go, "Oh man, loves train." Like people can can yeah. rattle off songs, but don't nobody ever mention them. So exactly. underrated. Well, joining is a love train. I'm sorry. Because I think a lot of people think that's probably the Ohio. I mean, not the Ohio players, but um, Parliament for the love of money. Who does love of money? For the love of money. I don't know. I know that. Uh, I know that. What you call him? Gerald Levert's dad. What Gerald is that? Gerald yeah. Dad. What, what was his um, name? The OJ? That's yeah, right. That the OJ. OJ. A lot of people think that song is the OJ. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I, I totally get that. That was a good one. That was a good one. I hadn't heard that name in a minute. Um, number two, um, this is kind of a me thing because they only made two albums, but Jeanne in the 90s, like if you grew up in the 90s, you understand. Hey, Mr. DJ. When that song comes on the part that was her that was Jeanne. yeah that was it was yeah, a group it was, it was two of them it was two women yeah okay yeah was it one <laughs> yo well some a lot of people have covered that song since then that's why i was just like okay okay yeah but nobody sounded like Jeanne. it was it was two women but one of them decided she didn't want to be in the industry no more she kind of wanted to settle in family so they only made two studio albums but i mean they had some bangers request line okay. groove thing Crush, oh, they had they had some hits. But my number one is this they're writing the theme with the band though. Mint condition. They're the most underrated oh. group of all time, in okay. my opinion, because they're an actual band and they kill it musically. Like yeah, you right. go to a mint condition show, they kill it. And then you look at their discography and how long they've been making relevant music. I mean 90s, 2000s, 2010s, they've had a top 20 song in three decades in a row. 
Our cousin Karen goes to see them anytime she gets a chance. I don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Yeah. So it, when you said that, I was like, okay. Yeah, she you're loves right. those cats. You're right. Di- oh, Diary man. of a Mad Band. Yeah. So that was a good list. So yeah, but you know, I, I knew I'd switch it up. No, no rappers on my list. It was all. Yeah, you didn't catch your mouth there with that. <laughs> I knew you was gonna. I thought you was gonna be dirty south for real. No, nah, man. Because like, really, man. My musical selection is all over the place, but I love old school soul R&B. I mean, I'm a huge Boosie Collins fan. Like, so the old bands, like when actually it actually was a band, I'm I'm I was a huge fan. Got it. Well, all understood. Right. Good stuff. I've heard of Confunction. Uh, my dad used to play them when I'm trying to sleep back in the day. <laughs> when you're trying to sleep, well, you know, yeah, man. The, 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 I mean, fact, the fact that you just said it like I, I felt like that was blasphemy oh yeah I, I heard of that my dad played man your dad, dad your, your dad knew what time it was that's what that was I mean you know my dad be, he be sitting up listening to music man I'm trying to sleep in the right next door and I'm just like really dude and it's not like it was low so you know you just gotta learn how to that's why I sleep through anything now Cause if you can sleep through Parliament Funkadelic and come function in one night, you can sleep through anything. Boy, your dad used to be getting down. That's what I'm talking oh, about. That, man. <laughs> and, and his lazy boy with his beer, shoot, stop playing. And he had it on vinyl, man. Dad don't be playing, man. Dad don't. Man, play I, I got the whispers on vinyl. I got confunction on vinyl. He got vinyl. that too. He got that. He had, you know, I got pretty much Boosie Collins on vinyl. Yep, he got that. You know, pretty much anything like during Christmas, man. Was the Manhattan Christmas album? The Manhattan Christmas album, one of the yeah, greatest. Man. Yeah, well, he play- Christmas time, boy. That's every day. <laughs> and I miss you, and I miss you. I can't lie. You know, I'm not as good as them, obviously. But you know, yeah, he's man. Dad's got a whole bunch of old stuff, man. So I grew up on that old stuff, not necessarily on purpose, but. You know, it is what it is. Because when you sit in the bed, you can't sleep. You might as well listen to it. That is kind of dope. You know. So, I guess I go through my list, which will be no surprise to anyone. Um, but let's start with my first one. Yo, man. So, I think it's interesting when you can make music. And you're not really a musician. Yo, you can say what you want, but the Lonely Island made some pretty good, funny music. And half the time they weren't even like trying. You know, because normally you notice, you notice they, you know, if you watch that live, they made I'm on a boat and all that crazy stuff for SNL. But yo, man, real talk, if you sit there and you listen to the craziness, it's quality music. Like, it's better than me, people who be trying. You know? So, I think they're underrated as musicians, but the cool thing is they're not trying to be musicians. You know? They're just trying to make some funny stuff. I mean, you got stuff about, um, like, when they made that movie, you got a, a track called I'm So Humble, and they had Adam Levine on it. And the dude's talking about how he's humble. It's like, really? It sounds dumb. But it's crazy. And then there's another track, um, uh, Turn Up the Beat, you know, that was also on the album, uh, was also on the movie. But the person who sung that was Emma Stone. 
you know, for Easy A and Spider-Man and all that. She sung that, man. And you would have never thought it was like an actress, I guess. You thought it was just some person they found. No, nah, some actress. And she's like actually interesting with it. So, but, and then I'm just on that type of stuff. Um, to kind of piggyback on AGs, I'm going to name the other group who, even though a lot of people probably back then thought they were they weren't overrated, they weren't underrated. I think they're underrated because nobody really talks about them. And that's Hall and Oates. Man, I almost said that. Hall and Oates, man. I, I really did. They got some quality, but it's all like slow. Not slow, but it's not like, it's not, they're not, they don't got no bangers that you can pump in the vehicle, but they just got quality music. You know? Your kiss is all resist. I mean, like, really? It's like, yeah, I'm not driving it. Like when I drive, when I used to play it in my car, my windows are probably up. But it's just like it's not. It's just good, wholesome music. She's a man eater. I mean, come they on, got, man. I got the food line specials when I used to work in food line back yeah. then. They used to play. I'd be in the back rocking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all the oats doesn't. They don't. I mean, they weren't pretty. You know, as Duran Duran was. I mean, dude had Oates had the serious, you know, mustache like he was in pornography, and then the the fro. I mean, come on, man, these guys couldn't have been more different. It, but they came out with solid music, which when you talk about music from the '80s, and you go, if you name 25 artists, Hall and Oates ain't popping up. They're just not. But they're underrated like a champ. I think Janelle Monae is underrated. I think she comes out with quality music, but only certain people or certain certain um, people who look for certain things listen to it. Like this, this is not my wheelhouse. However, she's got a couple of tracks that I'm just kind of like, okay, that's dope. Which made me um, look at some other tracks. And on Revolt one day. They did like the best of Janelle Monet. Yeah, she got she, she got some quality, some quality. Yeah. She is undercover quality tracks, man. And I'm gonna be real, that yoga joint that she did with Jadena, yo, that song is dope. That song is so dope. I mean, it's he's on a, my Spotify. He's a dope artist too. If you ever, wanna, if you ever want to just is. find some stuff that he's done, he's 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 quality. Yeah. Okay. Now I haven't done a lot. I haven't listened to a lot of his, um, but I thought that I just thought that yoga song was supremely dope. And remember, Janelle Monae came from the Big Boy Screw crew, you know. So she was with Big. She was down with Outcast for a minute, or at least the Big Boy part of Outcast. So I mean, Ribbon All Stars. Yeah, thank you. So you know, she's she's got quality, and I appreciate the fact that it seems like she's taking her time to hone her quality. And she doesn't, for far as I can tell, she hasn't really put out any garbage. So, very happy for that. I need Childish Gambino to come out with another album, yo. I don't know if he want to do it, but yeah, he, he yeah, he, you know, or AKA Donald Glover, yo. He the, the crazy part was when his stuff is better than people who've been doing this for thirty years. That's like. It's almost like a slap in the face, but it's like, 
you could tell he's at least been thinking about it for a minute. You know, because when he put out his stuff, it's solid. You know, I'm a fan of his, I think he's got two CDs. I'm a fan of both. I'm a fan of that camp song. Um, and then, uh, um, what was it? Uh, not Welcome to America. Um, this is America. This is America. Yo. But you remember, you remember I hipped you onto him years ago with, yeah, that, yeah. with that Freaks and Geeks song, which is yep. dope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He don't get enough, but he's won a Grammy too. Go figure. He's won a Grammy for best rap album. I mean, but still, he don't get no respect. And like you said, he ain't really trying to do it no more. I'm just kind of like, that's sad, man. That's sad that a good artist has just decided, I don't want to do it no more. Because I think if he came out with one more, I'd be good. Because he's come out with that. And that's just an American video. So many moving parts. So many moving parts. And that's why I thank Spotify for, um, uh, they got this thing. Uh, where as you know as you're driving you should be watching the road but they have this thing when they play it and they talk about the the track so you know I'm sitting there looking driving the road and I'm reading what it's saying <laughs> you know because they talk about the song and they talk about the videos and some of the stuff in that, that particular video I missed or I didn't understand it but when Spotify was like yeah he did this because this is this and I was like huh I didn't get that. Awesome. That means I'm slow. All right. So, in the last group that I think is underrated, but y'all may not think so, Panic at the Disco, man. I love me some Panic at the Disco. And in true Trent Reznor fashion, this dude pretty much does it by himself. He hires a band and they go to it. But Panic at the Disco... The music is awesome. He talks about everything from everything. You know, he talks about his first threesome. He talks about um, how you should make us, you know, feel better about yourself. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I think his spectrum is good. And then, you know, basically his musical um, connectivity, I'll call it. It's pretty solid, so I'm a fan. So yeah, no, I can't, I can't argue with that. I, I, I actually like a lot of their songs, or well, his songs, I should say. As you say, he hires the band. Yeah, because I didn't he know hired- that. I didn't know that until you told me one day. I was like, I thought, I thought that was them. <laughs> so like the first album, maybe two, it was a group, but then the group quit. So he's like, I'm doing it myself, <laughs> and that's what he does. He did he. Take a page from Trent Reznor. He does all the all the music himself. And then when they go on tour, he hires a band. And you know, obviously they practice this stuff and they go out on tour and they're panic at the disco. You know? So I would have never thought that. I've been hearing that name strong for many years. Yeah. I never would have yeah, thought that. Yeah, Ruben told me that because I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I see, and I think that I would say that for some people they're not underrated but I don't think they're as popular as they should be you know because some of their stuff is some of their stuff is kind of depending how you lean left or right you're not gonna feel it (laughs) 
you know, or you're going to be all in it. So, cause he's very diverse with his music. And that's why, that's why I don't think he's as po- there as popular as it should be. So that's just me. So. Yeah. I think the first song I heard by them was ready to go. I was like, that's not, this song was dope. Yeah. He's got a lot of dope stuff, man. I mean, Panic at the Disco. It's, it's some good stuff. I can see AD writing it down now. Panic at the Disco. Need You're not wrong. <laughs> no, they, 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 they got some quality stuff. Or I, I keep saying Dave. Like I, I keep said, saying never, Dave because I... <laughs> well, it depends on what you're talking about. Depends on which track True, you're talking the, about. The older one. Some of the track is they, but then some of the track is new. Is is him. And like he was on a Taylor Swift track. Brendan something. He was on a Taylor Swift track. That me track. Which, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. There are a couple songs that I'll play, but that song was good because of him. I listened to that song because of him, not because of her. And I think he crushed it. Actually, actually, I think the best song I've heard him on was, you know, I was watching Frozen 2 with my girls and he sung Into the Unknown, which is the song from Frozen 2. And I was like, man, who is this singing this song? He is killing it. And when I, I looked up the credits, I'm like, oh, snap. He killed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brendan's a beast, man. He's a beast. And like he talks about how his parents were Mormon. Like he grew up Mormon. And that when he t- when he's I don't remember the name of the song. Oh, I think it's I don't remember the name of the song. But it's basically about him having his first threesome. <laughs> so it's like it's interesting. It's really interesting, I guess. So yeah. I have to document this amazing accomplishment through song. <laughs> I mean, and he was he was pretty elaborate about it. To the point, I'm not saying he was like descriptive, I mean, but he was if, like, if you're gonna tell your story, you got to give all yeah, the context. Feeling, you could tell what he felt. And he apparently he was happy. So, well, alrighty then. That's right. That's right. So you. <laughs> awesome. you <laughs> Man, this, this, this has become this, a nasty this family show, show thing going out the window, bro. Hey, man. You know what? It's if a- you're here for a family show, well, sorry, you need to get the f up out of here. Apparently, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's not a family show. It's an family show. What? Because we got the f out. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> shut up. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Whatever, y'all just y'all just happy I said it, and neither one of you did because somebody was thinking uh, it. Nah, I was not yeah. really <laughs> liars, both of you. <laughs> so, I guess it's that time of the show where AG, what's what you got left on your mind? You know, I've been thinking for the last month or so. Why is that's it scary. that I can't? Huh? I said that's scary. You know, you've been interrupting me the whole show. God dang, Pence. Really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> this guy here. You know what? Anyway. For the last month or so, I was having something on my mind. I was wondering, I was checking myself. Why can't I even stand two words out of someone that is right politically? Why is that? Because... Overall, I wouldn't think that that was me being fair in any other context. That would be me. That would be me being a jerk. Why aren't you giving this person the time of the day? Why aren't you giving this group the time of the day? 
was like, man, you might have to check yourself, man. And then I thought about what was bothering me about all of this. It's not what these people generally think or what's being advertised. Let's say that because everybody that's right leaning isn't this. But what these people are advertising isn't really my initial problem. My initial problem is when something is wrong, they spin another truth to make it right. When someone else outside of their group does something good, they spin it so it's stupid. They never come out and just like, yo, that's game recognized game. I hear you. I can respect that. I can get down with that. We might not agree any other day, but today we're on the same page. I never hear that. And that's what irritated the crap out of me. People, if you're good, okay. If you have a bad day, let it be a bad day. If somebody beats you and you're not that good, then say that. I can respect your opinion more if you just come clean and keep it 100. But spending something to make you right all the time is the dumbest thing ever and I can't respect you and that's why I won't give you the time of day ever. You don't listen to reason at all. And you think that mess is funny. So that's what I have. If you mad, whatever. But the bottom line is to get respect, you need to show respect and you show none. And you expect it all. That is not how you live life. That's not living right. And you're going to pay. That's what I don't like about you. That's why I don't give you the time of day. So that's what I have. Wow. Go ahead, brother. Let people know how you really feel. Well, like I said, I I had to check myself because I thought I was being, you know, kind of an ass. You ain't wrong. Really? You ain't wrong. (laughs) Well, at least you checked yourself before you wrecked yourself. Exactly. I hate them, by the way. So it pained me to even say that. All right. Moby, what what you got on your mind? Um, Hey, people. I know it's been a long um, year in 2020 with COVID and wearing masks and supposedly staying at home and socially distancing. But um, it's October. We still got two more months left. Can, can we please stop being at the bars? Stop being at the clubs? Stop being... Par- stop partying like COVID ain't out here? Because every day I look at the news... It was fine, right? Well, that will be my wife, and yes, she is. I was about to say, oh, like, there I'm going to do that with I mean, wife. Yeah, I mean, I would, that's look, good. Look, if I was the type of dude that would want a Juana man, then yes, I would have ate it because I'm into Juana man. So she's got me in this this atmosphere. So I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna support her fully. So I'm gonna say, hey, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I can tell you I don't like it. But if I don't like it, I don't like it. But this time, I liked it. In fact, I have never forgotten how good it tastes to this day. So when he said tofurkey, I knew exactly what he meant. Now, I will say again, this particular look at him, man. Come on, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, if if y'all I can't even remember the company because Nobody's I'm just, judging you, AG. Nobody's I don't really care you. if no, y'all judge me or not. I'm because I, <laughs> no, because, because see, I like the McRib, so I don't even really care if I'm getting judged or not. You know, that's a very good point, because that thing is trash. I love so, it. I, every a few five, what is it, five or ten years they come out with it, I love it. But what I'm <laughs> saying to you is <laughs> 
There are many companies that do tofurkey and there's only one that does it right, as far as I'm concerned, because I've had some that are awful. How but long ago was that? This has got to be 15 years had, ago. How you've been privy to have so many different types? Like, what do you mean? I mean, when you, I'm telling you, man, when you date a woman that's in the health food industry, or you get a, you get a taste for a lot of things. How long ago was this? Um, double digits. Yo, yo, probably. you been? You, the, you, I mean, whoa, the moment. The, the, I mean, the moment was probably double digits. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. All right. Like I said, man, it was good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna let you have that one. That's you. <laughs> that's all you. You can have that tofurkey, bro. <laughs> it's all good, babe. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm telling Moby. you, man. It was. It was that that particular company did it right. It was pretty. Yep. Good. Like I said, I'm gonna let you have that. Okay. We can move on now, cause that's. Uh, I mentioned beets, and I got beat up for tofurkey. Really? Because really? I don't like beets. I, I, already, I already acknowledged the beets thing, cause like my man said tofu and then you said beets so I was just like yo those are two things that if those are pr- predominant things on the Thanksgiving table I'm in the wrong spot like I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm gonna look at the re- table and I'm gonna go I'm gonna have to respectfully decline your offer for nourishment <laughs> for the moment and I will refrain from disrespecting this table by exiting <laughs> well you know what the other thing too I do have a story about the beats when I was young and I don't know if this ha- no this is on Who my dad's side bringing the beats man somebody be bringing the beats that Yo, wasn't- first of all beats the only thing I think about when I think about beats is that show Doug cause the band that they listened to was called the beats <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, like, I don't even know if I've actually seen Beats at a table before. Like, <laughs> no, but what I'm no. saying was, what happened to me was I saw the Beats, but what I thought it was, because the color was close, I thought it was cranberry, this cranberry sauce. Like, you know, when you get into the can, it's got a cylindrical shape to it. So when you slice it, it looks like Beats. So I thought in my youth, I was like, oh, somebody got some cranberry sauce. So I was like eating my food or whatever, thinking I was going to get some cranberry sauce. So, you know, I put the gravy on the dressing or whatever. I was getting ready to go in. So I had like two or three of the little slices. Right. And people started looking at me like. And he liked beets. And it's my mother. He liked beets like that. And I said, I think they had this kind of like thing going on where they didn't think that I knew what I was doing, but they were going to let me try it anyway. Cause you know, that's how adults are cruel. And so I, the, you know, I was eating around it, eating around it for So I finally got around to it. Cause I, 